Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. I am so glad that I found Buzzsprout and was lucky enough to start with them. They've been so instrumental in helping me grow That Girl the Podcast. I love that I can look at my stats anytime, anywhere, and know exactly how I'm doing. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Chapter 15. Poison and Plastic I'm driving down Santa Monica Boulevard, headed back home, when I decide to make a stop at Earth Bar, a juice place near my house to get my favorite blueberry smoothie. There are tons of other things to eat there, most of which I can't pronounce. Everything is vegan with some probiotic in it. I love the smoothies, but it's a little too hippie, even for this LA native. It smells of wheatgrass when you walk in and pretension. A devastatingly handsome man brushes by me as he's leaving. I turn around to look at him because he's so striking and watch as he clicks the keys to a brand new Maserati. It should also be noted that Earth Bar is quite the pickup joint for the raw food, clean or keto person who also drives a luxury car. Or for someone who wants to be picked up by someone like that. Everyone here looks like they've just stepped off the cover of Self or Men's Health magazine and they know it. I get in line and stare up at the board of drinks. I think for once I should try something new, something out of my comfort zone, like an amaranth and ginger kale smoothie. I make my way to the girl at the register. She looks at me with her perfect plastic smile and says, Welcome to Earth Bar. What can I get you today? I look up at the board, still wondering about my options and completely not acknowledging her. Um, how do you feel about the amaranth ginger kale smoothie? I ask, still trying to decide. Suddenly, her tone changes, and her eyes narrow in on me, as if she's pushed away the curtain to reveal the real wizard. With years of resentment living here, and not making it, she barks. How do I feel about it? I'm not your fucking therapist. I don't feel anything about it. I look at her, horrified, and step back. Steam practically blows through her nostrils, and her shoulder, I swear, twitches once. This California blonde transplant, assuming is probably on her last nerve. But I get it, girl. The grind is tough. You're super pissed to be working here and not on some movie or sunning yourself somewhere in Malibu. My eyebrows raise, and I decide to tread lightly with this one. Um, okay, I'll just get the Blueberry Bliss smoothie then. She flips once more back into her happy peppy juice shop character and reaches out her hand. Thanks, that'll be eight fifty. I pay her and quickly walk away. Maybe she's had a little too much ginger root and could use a little St. John's wort instead. As I stand to the side and wait for my drink to be called, I think this could be the epitome of why people dislike L.A. We're all so healthy and body conscious, which last time I checked was a good thing, but complete lunatics. Sure, we're taking every vitamin out there and stocking up on roasted unsalted almonds and flaxseed, but who cares? 
With all of the sunshine and pure delusion, it's hard to keep up. Why wouldn't you want to feel as great as you look? But achieving that is the real dangling carrot that you can never quite reach. I pick up a bag of dried fruit with cayenne pepper on them and read the packaging to waste time. My phone dings and it's a text from Ryan saying, crisis averted. I laugh knowing full well what that means and think about sending the poop emoji, but realize I'm just not there yet to be sending those kinds of things the day after I sleep with my friend who has just cleaned up my shit. I send back a smile emoji instead. I see the little dots as he's writing something. Oh god, what next? The text pops up and says, Do you want to write with Dan Abrams tomorrow? My eyes widen, and I wonder if indeed I know who he's talking about. Just as I go to ask, he sends another text. Big songwriter who wrote for Adele. Just then, I hear my drink order. I walk over stunned by this news to grab my smoothie and barely look up from my phone. I turn around and bump into the guy hovering behind me. Annoyed, he says under his breath, You think you're so important. He gives me a dirty look. I look at him shocked. I certainly do not think I'm that important. But the irony isn't lost on me. I text Ryan back excited and tell him yes. I leave feeling just a little more important for all of two seconds. I see a horribly tall, tanned, blonde woman walk in after me. She's in head-to-toe Lululemon and looks as if she's just stepped off the set of their latest ad campaign. She takes off her gigantic bug-like sunglasses, smacks her overly injected lips, and pops her hip to the side. Then I realize, of course we need all the vitamins we can get here. Half of the people here are full of poison and plastic. When I get home, I text my boss, Lorena, to see if I can leave work early for a doctor's appointment tomorrow. She takes her time getting back to me, as she's never been a fan of doctors, unless they do plastic surgery. She agrees I can leave, but it's not without pulling some teeth. I make up a whole story about how it's been five years since I've gotten a teeth cleaning and that a tooth is starting to hurt. She buys it. The next day, I drive from work to Ryan's office to meet Dan. Ryan has told me that there will be a couple of other songwriters coming through today to see if they can strike gold with him. He got me on the list by telling Dan that I have a song on Shayla's next record and that he can vouch that I'm worth the time. I certainly hope he's right. I can't help but wonder if this is happening now because we just slept together, or if because Ryan really believes in me, or if it's because I have a cut now. I wrestle with it the whole drive over. I have been writing more. My chops are getting up. In fact, better than they were before. And I do have a cut. Why not cut me a break if you can? But if this is because of the other night, I'll never forgive Ryan, and that would be the end of our friendship for good. I go up the elevator to his office, holding my guitar while taking some very deep breaths to calm down. I walk up to the receptionist and she escorts me to Ryan's office. He gives me a quick hug hello, nothing loving about it. I can't help but feel that this is the weirdest first meeting after sex I've ever had. Dan is just coming back from the restroom, he says matter-of-factly. I can't read him. Is this his game face or am I just getting shafted again? I wink at him, hoping for a break in the chilly exterior, and he gives me a short smile. Dan walks into the room, and Ryan lights up. Hey! Dan goes immediately to shake my hand. Hi, I'm Dan. I've heard a lot of great things about you. I'm excited we get a chance to do this today. I feel slightly starstruck, which is an unfamiliar feeling to me. I'm excited too! Shall we get started? He asks, looking at my guitar. Ryan bows out and starts to leave. I'll let you to it then. 
I look at Dan. He's very tall and lanky with a blue plaid shirt on, skinny jeans, and chucks. He's soft-spoken and mild-mannered, and I can tell women probably feel comfortable around him as he's very non-threatening. I follow him into the room where I see a guitar and a small upright piano against the wall. He sits at the piano. So, what should we write about today? My head spins that Dan Abrams is asking me this. What would I like to write with the god of songwriting today? Whatever you want. But in trying to keep some professionality, I say, maybe something strong, like a power ballad? For a guy or a girl, he asks, already starting to play around on the piano for chords. For a girl, if you don't mind, I ask sheepishly, my confidence waning in and out. Those are my favorite kinds. Writing with a writer who knows his shit is pretty amazing. They have a way of making it easy. Every chord seems like it could be the next in a progression of chords. Every lyric seems better than the last. It's truly an honor to be with him and for him to make one of my dreams come true, whether he realizes that or not. As we write, I catch glimpses of the sky outside from the big tall windows in our room. I think about how high up we are and how away from the world this is. We sing lyrics back and forth to each other as I forget temporarily who I'm writing with. The music finds its way, taking me along with it. Words flow out of my mouth as I tell the story of loss and hope and starting over. Every ounce of regret and pain from the last four years I leave on the page. Dan adds his magic to it with licks that are pure ear candy. Huge musical buildups that give me chills make the song bigger and better. Until finally we come to the end of it. The song is written itself. A blend of two people with different experiences, but with similar feelings. We've written the girl anthem I'd bump in my car and sing at the top of my lungs. It's the kind of song that pulls you out of a breakup, a job loss, your depression, and tells you that you're stronger. We laugh as he opens the door and walk out from the conference room. Ryan, along with several of the women in his office, are standing outside. They instantly start clapping. Ryan shakes Dan's hand and pats his back, telling him that they've been listening to the song the whole time and can't get it out of their heads. Dan looks at me. Well, it was easy, right? It just came out. I smile widely and say, Well, you're so easy to write with. You're a great writer. I hope we can do it again soon. Dan's phone begins to buzz. He gives me a big hug and pulls it out of his pocket to take a call. He walks away and waves, mouthing, Thank you. Ryan comes closer to me. Is there nothing you can't do? I laugh. I think you're giving me a lot of credit here. I just wrote with Dan Abrams. He puts his arm around my waist and starts walking me towards the office. Come with me. He shuts the door and pulls me into a long, sensual kiss. My head spins until we come up for air a few seconds later. Phew! When I first saw you, I thought you were giving me the cold shoulder. I say relieved. He smiles. No, that was just for work. I have to be professional. I don't want anyone to think I'm giving you any favors. So this wasn't a favor then? Nope. This is because you have cred now. Young cred, but enough cred to back it up. I could finally get you in the door. Well, it was amazing. Thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate you doing this for me. It was my pleasure. Now let's get that song cut. Hey guys, did you know that for $5 a month, you can help support That Girl the Podcast on our new Patreon page? You'll get access to bonus podcast episodes only seen on Patreon, 
bonus footage on current episodes, Q&As, and everyone's favorite, bloopers, and so much more. Because That Girl Doesn't Have Sponsors, you'd be our sponsor. With $5 a month, you can help me keep making the podcast. To sign up, go to patreon.com forward slash that girl the podcast.